0: hello everyone welcome to f1 pitstop i'm your host legio manuel as always and this week we're going to be discussing pre-season testing what is pre-season testing when does it take place where does it take place why do teams have to take part in it and what should i be looking out for as a fan and i'm watching preseason season testing so this serves this is like the first part of my education series to preseason. sorry <laughs> to race sunday race sundays yeah so this is one of the few um, bonus series i'm gonna be doing for the pod and mainly it is for the early session of the pod just to educate a couple of funders are getting into the season what they should be looking out for and what they should be knowing about the sport and it takes place every single time i'll be diving in with more others other specials obviously uh, after after this pod so let's dive in let's dive into this week's topic and find out what is pieces on testing? So pieces on testing is just the period when the fans get to see the car for the very first time on the track after a very long and hefty winter period, a winter break, followed by an exciting car release date, depending on your constructor, fa- your constructor type, or which fan you are. Of I think I don't know if I'm using the right grammar, but I think you get the idea. So so what this preseason is about is you as a fan getting to see the cars another reason also for preseason testing but this is mainly now to the constructor side so it's a chance for the teams to get to see if whatever they developed for the car is working well so for the fans it's for you cha- it's your first chance to see the car on track before the season starts and for the constructors it's the opportunity to test out if whatever they developed during the winter break is working perfectly and will be able to help the company push for championship charge then when does precision testing take take place obviously it takes place over a three day period so in 2024 it's between February the 21st to the 23rd so that is between uh, so that is practice one or in this case testing one on um Twenty-first practice 2 on the 22nd, and practice 3, the very last practice session, on the 23rd. So, practice sessions um, start at 10 a.m. local time and get done at 7 p.m. local time. So, what do I mean by local time? Local time I mean by the country, the Grand Prix is in at that particular time. So, if it is 10 a.m., let us say in Bahrain, that's when the, um, the testing will take place. So, it may be 10 in a different area and it's not 10 in bahrain just know it's not the same time so just be watching out for bahrain time zones and you'll get find out exactly when it starts so this is um and having one hour break testing has only one hour break that's between 2 p.m to 3 p.m and it has and supposed to take place between eight hours so total everything's supposed to be 24 hours for like the, all the three days supposed to be 24 hours i don't know how they calculate it but all i know is that at the end it's supposed to be 24 hours like after you're done with all those three practice sessions, testing sessions sorry it's supposed to be at what it's supposed to equate up to 24 hours so this is how it's broken down so each team has um two four hour track sessions so am four hours and pm four hours obviously depends on the strategy of the team on how they want to utilize this time because remember you have three testing dates so you can decide you as a constructor let's say now this year mercedes decided that practice one will be taken up by george Russell, practice two will be taken up by lewis hamilton and practice three will be done by both drivers so now for the am system As I said, obviously, how it's actually broken down is someone gets the morning session to the AM. So you do four hours, then have a one-hour break. Then after that, another driver gets the PM session for four hours, and then the testing day is done. So you have to make sure you fit everything, everything you're trying to test out with your car in between that testing period. Obviously, it can get longer, but you have to usually fit everything during that testing period. So where does it take place? Obviously, I already gave this up already in the pod. It takes place in Bahrain in Sakhir. So it's the Bahrain International Circuit. That's where pre-season testing takes place. So we already passed that so you can just go and watch what transpired during testing. It's also exciting because you can have different views of it. You may decide like, oh yeah, it actually is important, but it depends all on you. So why do teams actually take part in precision testing so you know one let me now i'm going to break this down into mechanics drivers i think um, we do i think we should do yeah constructors did i mention engineers okay let me start again engineers mechanics i think and drivers because if I say constructor, I think all of them fall. All of the things fall under the constructor's bracket. So let me break it down into that. So you know it can be after a very long winter break, after you're done obviously with Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, which is the last race of, of the of the of the race calendar, these teams go into the winter break whereby they do now extensive reconstruction of the car. To some it's extensive, some may not be too much, but to just build a better car than the previous season will give you an edge for competition in short if I should put it like that in short so these new components you've obviously developed you need time to test them out to see if they are going to perform as intended so they do um, simulations while they create these parts and components and as adding them to the car the simulators show them how these particular parts will be performing and how they're going to help their car. But obviously, that is just a simulation. It is different from the real world thing. So, they will have to test out these cars on the, re- in, on the trucks and they add um, the... I think they're called error racks. So, they're like attached on the sides of the car and these help on collection of like data that is sent to the guys in the paddock and they, and they compare that data with the simulator data and make sure... They correspond so when they correspond, it actually shows that oh, the car is now performing better than the last year's car, or it's performing as expected from the simulators. So, that is in turn very important. Then, now for the engineers, this three day period, as I said, they use it to collect data. So, the data they collect, in case that I just say it's not good they send it to now R and D where the car is now they develop like updates that will be added on to the car and oversee. this w- um, could have seen you should have seen it with McLaren in the twenty three season, whereby they started with a car which has not really so well. That was not performing so good. But the updates added to the car improved its performance and gave them a better sh- like a better push for competing. So that's how you can see how these these um, this data being collected right now and in the season two is important. It helps you like in case the car is not performing to how you want it to. The upgrades, the time you put in the upgrades, it definitely, as you hear, upgrades the car. So for the mechanics, this is the opportunity also to be training and testing out their pit stops. So when the cars pit in, check the tires. My front wing has got a problem. You have to remove that too. So for them, this is a period also to do that kind of, like, training and practice. So that, obviously, along the season, they also do that. But this is more like, like, fresh off winter break, you know. It's like your very first time back on track, seriously. So you definitely have to put in the practice. Same for the drivers. Because the drivers also, when they're done with the season, they're going for that winter break, you're eating. <laughs> so you come back, you do exercise and all right. But all this time, you're spending it on a simulator. Because before you get into the car, you first do a couple of simulators, Guys go to the simulator, they drive, bro. Guys can do like a long, they can do like long hours on those tracks, honestly. Long hours on the tracks. They just, but that's when a simulator track. It's not the same as being in the car. So you have to dive into the car and shake off that those winter moods and get ready to race. So definitely they have to do, they, that's an important thing for them. And that's why testing is also there. So they have to shake off that trust that by time at least the first grand prix is starting at least you're in a better position than you were before at least testing so imagine you 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 just doing a simulator and you're diving directly into the car without even doing any form of testing obviously they would cause a couple of accidents but honestly it would be accidents so then why not why sorry we're done with that what should i watch out for as an F1 fan, and I'm watching testing, so look out for error racks. Um, those are the things I explained earlier. The attached to the sides of the car, some of them are uh, in a square format, multiple squares. Others are in um, that's called a pentagon, I think five sides, yeah, pentagon like multi pentagon like shape. Some of them are actually quite confusing. So, that error rack is actually full of a lot of sensors that are. Are collecting data from the car while it's on the track and sending it to the guys in the paddock, and for them they're comparing now this data with the simulator data. You'll be like, oh yeah, the car is performing definitely well. So look out for those rocks. Then the times, um, the timesheets. Do they matter? Mm, in my opinion, honestly, in my opinion, I I wouldn't mind. Uh, I don't really put much into the timesheets, but the part three has. Red Bull has been winning. I wouldn't say winning because it's not like challenging. Let me say they've been topping the timesheets. And the past three years, Red Bull with Verstappen have been performing well. So, in, in turn, maybe it is. They are important. Not it is. They are important. But for me, I wouldn't mind so much about them because eventually someone can actually outperform their performance in testing. So, at times, even some of the cars you see interesting, some guys don't bring the exact car. There will be a little bit of changes, maybe. So, yeah, don't mind about the time she's so much. So, because you may find that signs, color signs, may be like, okay, nah, nah. Okay, let me say like 11. Let me say 11. I wanted to go lower than that, but man I can't, I can't put my fireballs down like that. Like, we make a good car. So, imagine now he starts with this car in um the 11th during testing and you fi- find him performing very well during the season and you wonder you shouldn't wonder they do a lot of sun during testing so it tends to confuse fans a lot but you shouldn't really mind that just know wait for a Sunday and the person will perform accordingly so man that's all for the pod yeah look out for those things go watch the practice sessions that took place then race Sunday obviously this Sunday is when we are starting with the Formula One Grand Prix in Bahrain. And watch out for the watch alongs. I'm gonna be having watch alongs on my YouTube channel where we shall be obviously discussing Drive to Survive and other documentaries made about Formula One. Then on uh, we shall be having also watch alongs for race Sundays. Yeah. So anyone who'd love to get um like get time, come through, let's link up and let's let's watch let's watch every Sunday together. So anyway man, my name is the Joe Manuel as always. Thank you for listening to the pod. See you again same time, same place next week.